Hello, everybody. This is FPL Canuck on holiday, on holiday, no less, bringing you my thoughts on FPL Game Week 1, maybe some thoughts on Game Week 2, some things that I found uh, eye-opening from Game Week 1, and maybe some tips and advice. We'll see what we have time for. As I said, I'm on holiday, ignoring family and friends for you, the dear FPL community, because in the end, really, family and friends come and go, but FPL is forever, isn't it? Right? I mean, I think so. But uh, of course I am. I'm here in a corner of the house. Uh, By the way, our holiday is in Cape Cod in southeastern Massachusetts, an absolutely beautiful stretch of uh, sand and beach here that we've been coming to for several years and it's lovely uh as i said lots of beach time fantastic food especially if you like it caught from the ocean it's fantastic uh we went to nantucket yesterday did some did some biking there it's really really lovely but all of that can be set aside for 15 or 20 minutes as i sit here with you and discuss one of the craziest opening game weeks i've ever been a part of. Uh, I'm going to assume if you're listening, you did quite well, because that was quite the opening game week. Uh, Average score of 65 with a high score of 142. I I did not check that team, but I'm going to assume a chip was involved, maybe a triple captain on Sterling. But 65 is an average for an opening game week is remarkable. I landed on 87 when all was said and done. And, I mean, if you had told me before the season started that I would end up with a score of 87 and yet sit just inside the top 500,000 in original rank, I probably would have called you some very nasty names. It's laughable, isn't it, to have a score like that and a ranking like that? But... It's really just a game week rank at this stage. Uh, We talk a lot about not overthinking things. I think that's the first lesson uh, that we can take from this game week and one I hope everybody listening takes to heart. It's just one game week. If you landed in the 60s or 70s, uh, take it with a grain of salt. There were a lot of chips played, I assume, a lot of triple captains from some of the casual players. Uh, And, of course, we saw the four big bangers strike. Uh, We talked a lot before the season started on Twitter. Uh, We debated the premium team. Can you have more than two of the big boys? And would that completely unbalance your team? Uh, I landed on yes, and I went with a balanced squad and went with two premiums. But some of you out there went with three I don't think anybody had four, did you? And if you did, please show me the team on Twitter. I would love to see it. Because if you had three or four, you did very well. The The premium teams were the clear winners in game week one. Kane, Sterling, Salah, Aubameyang all scored. Um, so you threw an armband on any of those guys. You had a double-digit haul, especially if you went with Sterling uh, or Kane. Uh, Salah did well too. Aubameyang, just the one goal and six points, but still all returning points. Can we expect that to happen frequently this year? 
or will the more balanced teams win out in the end? That, I think, is the biggest question mark right now after one game week and one I think many uh, in the FPL community will be debating in the weeks to come. Might be a big season-long question. How many premiums can you fit with this new price structure? Um, we're not even talking about Aguero yet. I didn't even mention Aguero who came off the bench and scored controversially on a penalty. Bit, bit of a dick move, no? Uh, really should have been Sterling's uh, third goal there. Looked a little upset, our Raz. As I would be. I mean, sort of football 101. You, you give it to the guy who's on a hat trick. But, uh, and he missed. Jesus, he missed. Not Jesus, Aguero. Missed. And luckily, because of VAR, we're going to talk a lot about VAR in the weeks ahead. I'd love to know what you guys thought of this crazy opening weekend. Plenty of VAR calls. But in that one in particular, Aguero got a second chance and he doesn't miss frequently. Got the goal. Sterling uh, got his third anyway. What a beautiful opening weekend for the big boys. So I do think that's going to be a key question moving ahead, especially into wildcard season over the next few weeks. I suspect many on an early wildcard will be trying to fit three premiums into their team. Salah, Sterling, and then one of Kane or Aubameyang. Um, that itself will be an interesting debate. Aubameyang or Kane uh, for first wildcard. As I assume most will feel, Salah and Sterling are essential. And really, looking at how they opened up their accounts this weekend, I would challenge anybody here uh, listening not to have both of those guys. I know my, my cohort, my partner in crime, Gaz, uh, does not have Salah, and that could pay off for him. He has three Liverpool defenders at the back, three big fullbacks. Came back to hurt him a little bit this weekend, although they did get offensive points. Uh, but that's a ballsy move. So anyway... Before I digress, let's do a quick game week one postmortem. Uh, let's look at what went right first. Investing heavily at the back worked like a charm, as many of us did. Most of the big fullbacks delivering either clean sheet or attacking points, or if you own the likes of the new and improved bald Kyle Walker. Did you see that guy? Both a clean sheet and an assist. Big, big return for him. I like the look of him. Uh, will he keep his place? We don't know what Pep's back line is going to look like with Mendy returning at some point and the new signing um, coming into the fray. He at 5.5 million could be brilliant. So uh, I stayed away and went with Ederson, but I know uh, several of you listening had Zinchenko or Stones. Uh, clean sheets, nice returns. Walker with the assist. So I had a backline of uh, VVD and TAA, two of my favorite FPL acronyms, and uh, they showed yet again that they can bring you points without clean sheets, although a clean sheet would have been so nice. And we're going to talk about Liverpool's clean sheet potential in a moment. Uh, but it was nice to see a goal from Van Dyke. I said it uh, frequently on Twitter in the weeks leading up to the opening game week. I think Van Dyke is underpriced at 65 um, if you look at his la numbers last year, several missed opportunities, headers that could have been goals that weren't. And I thought to myself when I was planning my team, a few more of those headers go in. He's going to lead the defender charts. Uh, I know it's just one game week. I do think he's going to have 
uh, more goals this year than he did last year and be on the end of more uh, attacking returns. I, I mean, it's one game week, but I do predict at this current state, if he's fit and plays all 38, because you know he's going to get 90 minutes every game, he will lead the defender charts in FPL at the end of the season. Um, those of you with Robertson probably upset not to get attacking returns. Do not give up on him. He is. Uh, he looked good. Uh, it just was unfortunate to lose the clean sheet. Uh, I, I mean, I, I'm sure he'll be on the end of something with Southampton next, if not in the next few weeks. Seeing people talking about a, a swap from Robertson to TAA, which I think is madness. You got to give players time. One game week could be TAA with a blank next week and Robertson with two assists. So hold firm. Um, and so, yes, I had two of the fullbacks. That was nice to see a goal and assist. I had Dean, the Frenchman from Everton, with a clean sheet, which is great to see as many of us worried about the new-look Everton defense, missing uh, two of their big standout players from last year off to other squads. Uh, and a question mark was whether they could keep their tight defense uh, going. It was only one game week. I'm going to say that again and again, but... Uh, it was nice to see six points there, and you know Dean is going to be on the end of some attacking returns sooner than later. And finally, my fourth defender, a 4.5 million pound punt, Montoya from Brighton with a nice eight-pointer. Could have had Dunk, who had an assist, uh, so some regret there. Ended up with 11 points, but I'll take eight from Montoya in the new-look defense uh, that Potter has set up a 3-4-3 system. I thought Montoya looked dangerous getting up there on the wing. And um, assists, potentially a goal, are not far behind, I think, if he keeps his place. I know they have a new right-back signing, but he went right to the under-23. So I think Montoya is safe for now, and I really like the look of him. Uh, in goal, I opted for set-and-forget man Ederson, and he returned a nifty seven-pointer. Mind you, he was outscored by cheapies like Pope and Ryan. Uh, but I do feel in the long run, the Brazilian will be better, the, be the better investment. And one less decision I have to make every week. I, I spoke about this with many of you. I think at this stage in the season, you want to limit the decisions you have to make. Rotating keepers was not something I was keen to do again. Um, so having a set-and-forget 6 million guy like Ederson... They play Spurs next week. Sure, he might he might let one in there, but I'm not even going to think about it. Um, he even got a save point this week, so Ederson's my man. Uh, quickly, in the middle, my two premiums, SNS, as I call them, had a nice hauls, as we spoke about. Captain Sala with a goal and assist was the safe pick, and, of course, Raheem with a hat trick. Could have been more. Whopping 20-point start to open his account this season. Um uh, you have to like the look of Sterling this year playing as a striker. Aguero comes on, he shifts to the wing, as uh, Pep says. He can play him in three or four positions. Um, you definitely have to put, put Raheem uh, as an early bet to lead the FPO points charts at the end of the season. Salah may be right behind them. We're challenging him. Anyway, I think you need to own both, as I said. I constantly struggle with shield versus sword picks, and Gaz always gives me shit for it. He hates those terms, but once again, I'm learning that I need to take more risks. I, I don't know. I think many of you probably went with Salah, the safe pick. I know some of you went with Sterling. Our friend Gaz went with Sterling and was rewarded with a 40-point return as captain. 
Uh, you just have to know when to take those risks. I looked at the, the ownership of Salah, and I thought it was a safer pick. It was, and um, I got 12 points instead of 20. So uh, more with the captain. So there you go. Um, maybe next time I'll go shield. Sword, sorry. I'm even confused myself. Back to my team. Fraser and Perez both failed to get on the score sheet, but I'm backing them to open their own accounts in game week two. More on that in a moment. Uh, up top, I went with Wilson and Yota. Jota, I still don't know how to pronounce this guy's name. I get used to that a lot this season. Um, and I only got one assist between the two of them, although Jota looked both lively and a little clumsy. I think could have scored a few on the day. Uh, one of the big question marks we got to ask ourselves over the next few weeks, will the Wolves' Europa schedule impact their attacking output? Thursday, Sunday, looks like for several weeks in a row they'll be playing. Uh, I don't know. Will we see rotation? Or even if we don't see rotation, will the fatigue factor weigh in? I mean, there was one goal. I was watching uh, him, Jota's, uh, Jota's uh, move, move up on net. He was practically on his own, and he stumbled and fell. I may have used a few curse words in front of the kids. Don't judge, all right? We've all been there. It's good for the kids to learn those words early anyway. Okay, let's move on to uh, some of the questions uh, on my mind, and I'm certain on some of your minds as well. A few of the big questions after game week one. Will Liverpool defense be radically altered by Allison's absence? It looks like he's set for four to six weeks, maybe eight weeks on the sidelines. Uh, luckily, though, Poole have a very capable backup in Adrian. 4.5 million, by the way, could be a great way into one of the league's best defenses. But, but, will they continue to be one of the league's best defenses Defenses without Allison, who was uh, brilliant last year and was a so uh, part of so much that went right in the back line there. So how does his absence affect him? I think if you own one or two of the, of the Liverpool fullbacks, you need to hold for now. Uh, as we saw, they offer far more than clean sheet potential, and they face they face uh, Southampton, Burnley, and Newcastle in three of their next four fixtures. Uh, I would strongly urge holding. We'll have a much better uh, sample size after four weeks into the international break and see how Adrian holds up over the next few. Uh, another question mark, Bournemouth, the Cherries. I'm seeing a lot of talk on Twitter of swapping out Fraser, Wilson, and King ahead of game week two where they face Villa. Uh, and I think this is a bit crazy, to be honest. The Villains looked okay versus Spurs. They gave up plenty of shots, though, and as we saw, completely fell apart in the last 10 minutes especially when Erickson came on in the final third uh, and Spurs added that uh, attacking potential at the wing. They, they just looked ordinary and then Kane exposed them quickly with five minutes to go. I think the Cherries will run riot. I'm expecting them to, to really play a different game than they played over the weekend. I'm holding out for one more week. I have Fraser and Wilson. Many of you have King as well. Give it one more week. That's my that's my advice. Don't blame me if it goes sideways, though. Okay, Chelsea. Chelsea. Oh, boy. Uh, my condolences to many of you who wear blue. Uh, they looked a mess versus United. One game is a small sample size, but for now, steer clear, especially in def defense. Uh, I almost had Azpilicueta. Went with Dean in the end. I'm glad. Uh, Lampard's uh, back line. It's only one game week, but boy. They looked exposed, didn't they? Uh, I feel Pulisic could be an interesting punt. 
only 7.5 million and a good sideways swap for those looking to ditch Fraser when they face when uh, Bournemouth face City in game week three but I need to see Pooley start versus Leicester this weekend before I strongly consider him surprised to see him on the bench um, then again it was game week one so again this is why I, I urge holding your transfers because we're going to learn a lot more in game week two so um I, I will consider him if he starts, though, as um, moving from cherries to Chelsea assets in, in game week three gives you four promoted teams in a row, one, two, game weeks one, two, three, and four. But let's see first. I like Tammy Abraham, too, but I need to see Chelsea have, a, have an actual game. That was a mess on, against United. I do feel a wide-open home game versus Leicester could be just the thing to get the new bandwagon going. Keep an eye on Chelsea assets this weekend. Uh, speaking of United, they looked sharp, really sharp, especially Rashford and Martial wearing number nine, both on my watch list. I think Rash is going to be going up in price this week, perhaps the number nine as well. And dare I say Paul Pogba quietly with two assists uh, did not take the penalty with Rashford uh, getting that honor. Is that a back and forth thing, or is that uh, a new, a new uh, Ole's new penalty kicker is Rashford? We don't know. Again, you need a few weeks to gauge. But Pogba did look good. Eight point five million, same price, um, same price as Rashford, by the way. So. Keep an eye. Uh, City looked fired up. Of course, they looked fired up. Uh, Pep has so many options. Uh, yes, it was West Ham, but I expect we're going to see many 5 0 uh, outbursts this season. They're just so explosive and can do so many things. You absolutely need to have at least one striker, if not two. But who do you go for? Uh, Sterling looks a sure bet. Uh, we sort of knew that coming in. He, he was pretty secure with his minutes he plays many 90 minute matches uh kdb as well if he's fit you're gonna see him likely be playing many uh starting almost all the all of it all of pep's matches but something i'm wondering now if uh jesus becomes viable viable now uh as he said i think he's gonna share more minutes with aguero um do they both start together do they share minutes when Champions League play comes into um, comes into the matches? I don't know. But um, how about Mares? Three assists, again, quietly. One of these players quietly racking up three assists, a massive 14-point haul. 8.5 million, same price as Pogba. Does Sané's injury mean Mares is nailed? Um, Mendy's not back for a while. Someone to watch. Yet again, I repeat. A few weeks. You need a few weeks. If Morris starts the next few weeks, I think he could be a brilliant punt at that price, especially as he looks to be uh, feeding that machine up top from the wings. So keep an eye on him. Other things that caught my eye, uh, Puki is off to a flying start. The championship's top score looks sharp, and if he's scoring against Liverpool at Anfield, um, Imagine what he might do with Newcastle at home this weekend. I, I'm tempted, but again, I'm going to hold. I do want to see him for a few more weeks, but for those contemplating, he might be worth uh, a, a wait and see. Uh, they have a few tough matches ahead, but from game weeks 6 to 9, he faces Burn, uh, Burnley, Palace, the Villains, and Bournemouth. So game week 6, 
is when I'm looking to bring in Pookie. I think he could be a very interesting punt, uh, especially for those doing an early wild card. Couple more, a uh, couple more things on my watch list. James Madison, All England international. James Madison looked the pick of that Leicester midfield. I thought dangerous, really dangerous in his roaming attack and with set pieces and corners. I think he's going to be worth the extra outlay over Tielemann and Perez. Uh, they will score, they will assist, but I think Madison is the set-and-forget midfielder if you can't uh, afford Vardy or potentially with Vardy. So I'll be keeping an eye on Madison over the next few weeks. And finally, McGinn. McGinn, what a great story. He looked amazing, didn't he? Um, I had a bit of a chuckle. Last year, Fraser was $5.5 uh, to start. He was our midfield Scottish uh surprise and it looks like we may have found another uh the villains and now embark on a brilliant run a run until game week 10 with only arsenal in game week six the tough fixture although they just scored against spurs so they can absolutely score at arsenal they have a great run ahead uh, until game week 10 that'll be a massive bandwagon i predict I'm going to wait, but it's going to be tough, especially if he scores again in game week two. Okay, so finally, to end this off, just a few tips. Uh, really just one in particular. I, I sort of alluded to it earlier, but I just want to reiterate. Uh, we spoke about this in our Lessons Learned pod at the end of last season, which you can still find um, on our accounts, on the What the FPL account. Uh, it's really... Uh, very valuable as we asked the FPL community for all their tips from last season and already I can see uh, many of them coming into play. I see a lot of you talking about early transfers and even hits after one week and I would say try and hold fire. Step away from the transfer button. One week does not a season make and it was absolutely a crazy week as I alluded to off the top. Uh, really a difficult week to gauge too many lessons from so uh and, and sort of pick players from so i i would say hold a couple weeks i can assure you that some if not many of the players who blanked in game week one will reward patience in game week two as i said many times last year it's good to look at your team in three to four week blocks so knee jerking after just one i think is a big mistake but what do i know i'm barely inside the top 500k right and i've chosen to ignore my friends and family for FPL. So I'm not sure if you want to take advice from someone with such a cold heart. Speaking of that, I should probably get back to them. I'm surprised one of my kids hasn't uh, burst through the door already and interrupted, but um, I hope you found that helpful, insightful. Maybe you've fallen asleep to my uh, monosyllabic voice, my, my tone here at night or on the metro. However I can be of service, I'm happy. It's odd to be doing this solo because I usually have Gaz to shit and giggle with. Uh, I know he's there in spirit. You probably heard him off the top and he'll probably take you home after I'm done here. But I do want to say it's been great interacting with so many of you on Twitter. I love the FPL Twitter community uh, and we have some great things in store for you on the pod. I will be back live, well, live with Gaz next week. And uh, we'll do it all again. Hope everyone's enjoying themselves. This has had a great summer and is looking forward to a wild FPL season. Cheers from here. And uh, we'll talk soon. Ciao, everyone.